<laughs> you see what now? You see, and what now, was he doing? So what I said was, is that I may have potentially kind of seen him kind of sucking his thumb in mm-hmm. fetal position. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I closed my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> And that was my dear, dear friend, Jessica Thorpe. She's joining us on today's Naked. It's a different version of Naked. She is definitely a professional you can admire. But what I admire most about her is her courage and her ability to talk about love. We're talking about love on this edition of Naked. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, And every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. It's the 
greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with us. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. Got a champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with Hey, y'all. Um, so... It's summer, right? And and people are on vacation and living their best lives. And so during the summer here on Naked, sometimes we every now and again do something different. It's a slight departure from the normal podcast. And this this particular version or this particular edition of Naked is about love and finding love. So my friend Jessica is a communications professional. She is the director of brand communications for a really big company. And she is so successful in so many ways. I, I bumped into her because she hired me to do an event for her last year. And I really liked her. We it, we just hit it off right away. But I thought it was interesting. Recently, I've watched her dates two or three guys and they have really not turned out to be what she thought they were initially. But I wanted to talk about Black women looking for love, professional Black women looking for love and how difficult it is, but the desire to date is there. And I'm not being extreme. I'm not doing something where we're bashing men that she's trying to date or men in general. We're just talking about the the availability of the men that she meets, the requirements. And her approach to dating is far different than mine. So I thought to myself, this is great. I love to listen to her. She's much more open. She's much more... Um, I'm going to let love find me no matter what it looks like, no matter what package it comes in, et cetera, et cetera. And yet and still, she finds herself asking simple questions about how she end up in certain positions with certain men. And so this is a really, truly naked podcast. But I think a lot of people who are dating or not dating can relate to the disappointment of it. And what does that perfect mate look like if perfect exists? Because I don't know if it does. But I want to thank her for coming on this podcast. And I want to warn you that we are being silly. So we're having a lot of fun. Don't take anything personal. But then at the end, we circle back to the point of it all. Getting naked and vulnerable with who you are and what you want in your life. Welcome to this edition of Naked with my dear friend, Jessica Thorpe. My dear friend, Jessica Thorpe, is coming on the show today, and we have been hanging out pretty tough since I've been going back and forth uh, from New York City to L.A. I'm pretty much bi-coastal. Uh, and when I decided to be bi-coastal, I didn't really have anybody to call a friend, a near and dear friend. And her and I met on a project that I was working on for the marathon, and she hired me. And I ended up really taking a liking to her for a project. And I said, you know what? I think we should hang out. I'll be living in New York soon. Um, and the shenanigans have been plenty. <laughs> uh, when I tell you we've been two professional women women living in the city, it's been sex in the city minus the sex, but it has been an adventure in the city. And so this morning we were on the phone and we were talking about dating and how tough it is uh, for women. It's for a tough period, right? It's tough to find your person. It doesn't matter whom you are. Um, but if you're very diligent about wanting to date a particular type of person, if you want to, you only want to date a brother, you want a black man, you know, or you want a successful man, whatever it is, when you start putting onlys in front of a category, um, pickings are slim. And so with that being said, <laughs> we have been out and about on the town and we have been 
looking and looking and looking in all the wrong places. But we have come up with some really, really funny stories that we wanted to share with you. And we didn't know what we would call this, the title of this podcast, but we do know that it might be a pilot for what I call girlfriends with giggles because we giggle when we get together and we laugh and we're ridiculous and there's so much going on. Currently, uh, I am dating someone that I really, really, really like. However, I didn't. I wasn't always dating exclusively with this person. There has been many moments where um, we have not been dating, <laughs> and Jessica has been there for all of them as she sips her wine during this part. <laughs> and and I I want to begin with with one night we were out and about, and Jessica was like, "I'm just looking for a good man. You know, I just want to date. I just want a good guy." Now, by the way, beautiful, tall, smart, intelligent. Well, tall in spirit, smart, intelligent, <laughs> and and really successful. And it should you would think brothers are plenty. And so we're gonna first tackle sliding in the DMs. Mm. And sometimes women meet men when they slide in their DMs. Mm-hmm. I will say for me, I don't do that because I, I particularly for what I do for a living and being uh, forward facing. I can't slide in y'all DMs. Like, I, and you can't slide in mine without me being like, "What's what's this about? You must be crazy." I'm really cautious. Um, Jessica, on the other hand, met a young fella. Ah, uh, he slid in her DMs. We're gonna start with I. And can you tell me, Jessica, <laughs> how dating has been for you um, as of late? Before we get into the fella who slid into your your DMs. Yes. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be really, really fun because we are bringing our phone <laughs> conversations to the podcast. So let's get into it. <laughs> Yo, we're bringing a true phone conversation to the podcast. Lord Jesus, help us. This Go is on. The truth. Okay. So you know. I've been in Brooklyn for 12 and a half years. And as you know, dating has not been, I've not been really successful in dating, right? So over the 12 and a half years, I've had every single type of relationship from like two and a half years there, a year and a half here, different types of men. Um, And over the years, they've all failed miserably at some point or another. But this year... Um, I made a commitment to myself to be open to any and everyone to date as many people as I can, no matter how they come to me. And then by the end of the year, I'll have a boyfriend. That is the goal. So Mm -hmm. dating. Let me ask you Mm -hmm. this question. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Because I want to make sure. So when you say you made a commitment to yourself to date anybody who came your way without being too picky, why did you decide to do that? Because, you know, I am a type of person, I go off of energy and vibes. I'm not really a person who does online dating because you don't really understand the energy of a person from like a swipe. And so like a lot of my friends are like, oh, you should do an online dating profile. And I'm like, I just I just can't do it. And so then I was like, second best thing is accept the DMs, right? Still online. You know, somebody found me. I can see who they know, who I know. And so, yeah, I started that journey and it's been not good. Um, I think I'm three for three in those failing relationships at this point. So let's begin with bachelor number one. Tell me how bachelor number one slid into your DMs. Okay. Bachelor number one slid into my DMs on a random night. Uh, They, I think he commented on something and just wanted to spark a conversation. I realized that we were in a very similar industry and he seemed really cool. 
you know, really funny. He led with humor. I like to laugh. It was great. And so then I eventually gave him my phone number and I realized like our companies kind of work together, right? So he doesn't really work with my brand, but our companies work together. So um, yeah, conversations were great. I actually even purchased the book because of his recommendation. He just seemed extremely mature, you know, like really looking for love, just had a really mature perspective on relationships and dating and love. And we were vibing on the phone, but it was just the telephone for a couple of weeks, you know, no FaceTime and it's 2023. And so, you know, one day. But you liked the vibe. I liked the you vibe. liked him. Oh, you, you thought he was a nice guy. Given he was professional. He was in your, he said, I read a book. You're like, oh, you read? Oh my yeah. God, I done found Einstein. Okay, great. I found Einstein. So he reading a book, you in love because he can turn the pages and stuff. Okay. He's okay. He's getting into it. Getting into it. So then what happens after you guys have this connection? (laughs) When do you guys take it to the next level, which is maybe FaceTime? Is that the next level FaceTime? The next level is FaceTime. And the reason that I wanted to FaceTime is because he had asked me on a really nice date. And my whole thing is like stranger danger. I I don't want to get, what is it called? Uh, hoodwinked, uh, catfish, catfish. Hoodwinked? hoodwinked, and sure. bamboozled. So I felt like, okay, okay, <laughs> I don't want to show up on this date and be stuck there. Like, oh my god, I got to make a grand escape because I've had to escape a date this year, as you know. I had to escape, so <laughs> I was like, I'm not gonna have to. I'm not gonna put myself in a position to have to make a grand escape. So yeah, we go on Facetime, and I realized that he had a wine glass, and he was positioning it directly in the center of his face during this conversation. And I'm the entire conversation. So let me get this right, sister, sister (laughs) from another mister. You guys have been talking on the phone for a few weeks and he decides to position the wine glass in front of his face, the entire FaceTime conversation, the entire time, even when he was sipping his wine, I would see the full bottom of his glass. So I didn't get to see the full face. Now, what are you thinking at this moment? I'm like, we're doing <laughs> He done, he done romance the telephone, like romance in the stone. He done romanced you over the phone. And now he's got a wine glass covering his face. Full, full face. What are you thinking? So I said, I gotta, what I gotta, are you thinking? I got to look at some patterns in the photos um, as we were talking. So, you know, I'm like paying attention and I'm like, hmm, he doesn't really show his eyes. So I decided to pay more attention. And then I noticed one eye was looking at me okay. and another eye okay. was looking at the ceiling. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So he had a wondering eye and he was insecure about it. Yes. He had a wondering eye. He was insecure about okay. it. And listen, I get it. We all have things. I have things, you know, it's like nobody's perfect. Yeah. But I felt no, like, one's, perfect. no one's perfect, but I felt like he was super intentional about masking this, right? And I'm like, well, you can't really mask that if I meet you in person. So it was just one of those- Yeah, if you guys go on a date, what's going to happen? He's going to wear sunglasses the whole time. That's what I thought. But it was just kind of like, and I know this may sound shallow and I know it's not right. And I know, like, I struggled with this internally for a while. Um, But, you know, I came to the conclusion, like, okay, Jessica, you know, we got to be honest with thyself. Right. And you, you want to be a track. <laughs> you gotta be, 
You got to be honest with thyself. So the honesty was that, listen, I want to be really attracted to you, one. And then the second part is like, he should have just told you from jump so that it wouldn't be weird. Like it just, no need to hide it. You know what I mean? No need to hide it. And listen, I have no problem with it. Yeah. Or like when women are dating or men are dating and they put the wrong photo up from like 10 years ago. It's like, why do that? Just do, just be honest so that we can just rip the bandaid off. Rip the bandaid off, right? Rip the bandaid off. But I unfortunately had to reschedule our date. And so, and it had nothing to do because, you know, we talked about this. I was working through my own, like, you know, Carrie, he's a really nice guy. Like, I don't want to be shallow. Like, you know, but it was one of those moments where his insecurity in my mind, now this is just my opinion, overcame his confidence because after I wanted to reschedule the date, he kind of just naturally fell off. Right. And yeah. Oh, so he felt like you didn't like him because you wanted to reschedule the date because you guys had did the FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think? That's what I think, you know. And, you know, I think that also some men don't understand, like, if I have to reschedule something, it's because I am very forgetful. And I'll remember like, oh, my God, I have this thing tomorrow. I totally forgot about it. Like, I have to reschedule or I'm going out of town. I forgot. So I think he took it personally. Well, wait, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If he would have said, hey, I have a, I, you know what? I'm a little self-conscious about this and I want to share it with you. Mm-hmm. What would you have said? Please share. You would have been like, thank you for telling me. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, yeah, thank you for telling me. That may put me in a position to feel like what's next, you know, but thank you for telling me. Or, or would you have been like, it's over? No, I, I think I'm very open. I think I would have been like, thank you so much for telling me. Let's talk about it because I would have understood him a bit differently. But when you just make your own grand escape from my life because I had to reschedule a date that lets me know that you're not comfortable with your stuff and I just need more transparency and communication. And if I have to reschedule a date, don't like just completely fall off the face of the planet. It's like, keep pursuing weird. Like, isn't that weird that he got he took it personal and just was like, never mind, she saw me. Well, what was was he going to try to trick you in person? What was he going to do? I don't understand. I don't know. This was going to happen eventually. It was going to happen eventually. Exactly right. But, you know, I feel like, you know, he probably would have given me flowers and there would have been alcohol involved. You know, there's always alcohol involved. And when there's alcohol involved. <laughs> so you try to say he tried to get you drunk so he wouldn't know you wouldn't have known. Well, we were going to get drinks. Uh-huh. So he was going to be like, let me get her real messed up so she doesn't know. Okay, so that's that's bachelor number one. Bachelor number one. Hey, everybody, we got to pay some bills. You know, it's often that we have to do this on this show. So you can fast forward and press that little 15 second button until it's done. Uh, Thank you for listening. And we'll be right back. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year 
their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Hey, everybody. Thank you for fast forwarding past those commercials. We still have my dear friend, Jessica Thorpe. Sit back, relax and enjoy the rest of this interview. And at the same time, you went on a date with Bachelor number one. I went on a date with a guy that I met online on um, on a quote unquote celebrity app when I wasn't dating the guy that I liked. And uh, he, and he turned out to be a stalker. Total cuckoo. I'm because sorry. we went on one date. And he said, meet me. So I'm going to just be honest. He was like, Carrie, meet me at this location. And I, you know, I'm not familiar with New York. I just got there. And I met him at a, a market. It might have been a flea market. And I walked in. I was dressed super cute. And here I am in this market where they had, where people are selling meat, pieces of meat. And I was like, well, this isn't going to work now, is it? <laughs> I was like, he was really sweet, but I'm, this isn't going to work because one of two things happened. Transparency failed itself. One, I walked into the market and I was like, okay, I'm a little bougie and I'm honest with that. I, this is not my, this is not my vibe. This is date 17. Like this is six months into a relationship yeah. date. This isn't the first date. The second, the second thing that went on, Jessica, that I share with you, he told me he was, he was a partner at a firm 
but sometimes he was an actor. And so then the red flags. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one episode nobody could find. <laughs> he was like, I was in this one episode at the eight minute mark approximately. at, And I was like, whoa, OK, so he's an actor. And my suspicions went up and I was like, oh, I think he might be trying to use me to get him on TV. I just had all these different suspicions and I wasn't into it. And so you and I were like, we might have a stalker because he then did what Ooh, to you? Child. Now, mind you, I had just met Jessica people. Mm-hmm. He didn't know any of my friends. He didn't know anything that was going on in my life. He didn't know anything about me to my knowledge. And somehow, some way, he found you. And what did he do? He found me. He he definitely should actually be in the FBI. I'm telling you, that was that was interesting. Um, he found me. I had posted a photo of an award that I had won and he slid into my DMs to congratulate me on my award. And I immediately screenshotted it and text you like, what in the entire F is this? You were like, you were like, Carrie, we have a problem. We have a massive That guy problem. you told me about <laughs> that you went to the flea market date with is somehow in my DMs reaching out to you. And I'm like reaching out to me. And I was like, well, how did he even know we're friends? He had to really research that, correct? That, that took some real research. That took some real, like, investigative journalism. Like, I'm going to look at every single person and see what she's commenting on and who she's liking. And I think he went to all of your likes and, and comments on your page and just went down the list to see who you're engaging with. But that yeah. had to have been, that was a new one. That was a new one. I never, I never thought I would get DM'd by one of your dates. One of my dates. <laughs> Talking about congratulations on an award. And I was like, dating cannot be this awful. So I immediately started thinking about how we had to get back on these streets. And so for those who are listening, Jessica and I hit every spot in the city. We went to Seville to listen to live music. Um, We hung out with different people that I kind of was interested in. And after I was kind of interested in somebody, Jessica would give a quick recap like he's not the one because... Maybe, you know, we don't want to go out with him because I saw him pick his nose at the table. I'm like, Jessica, everybody picks their nose. Why are you so picky? You know what I mean? Or, or you know, like, Jessica, love is hard to find. And every every Jack needs a Jill. Every Jill needs a Jack. Every Jill needs a Jill. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. you can't be that way. No. So we decide to go to... So fast forward, I'm skipping over a lot of things. We decide to go to London to see Beyonce. Yes. This is going to be a time. But we weren't going together. We were going separately. It just so happens we were going to the same concert. So I'm like, girl, I'm going to see you in London. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. So Jessica gets to London and just is living her little cute self. Like she's dancing. She's meeting all kind of men. She's like, girl, I met five men last night. I met two men the other night. I met this one man here and this one man there. And you met one guy who was really sweet to you. Mm -hmm. And it was a sign of chivalry. And we were like, this might be it. Mm -hmm. Please explain bachelor number two. Bachelor number two. Oh, what a wonderful person. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, let me just say to the black ladies, (laughs) if you're looking for love, go to London. They love themselves a black American woman. I mean, they do. You got to bat them off with. It's like a fly swatter. You're like, I can't even Mm -hmm. go down the block. Without somebody mm-hmm. running up on me. I think I might have to move to London. Well, I think I might have to move to London just for like you might. two weeks. For love. That was that was yeah. that was an experience. But out of all the gentlemen, I went on several dates in London. I was only there for like four days. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. 
<laughs> We've moved on. And now we're on to bachelor number two. So, bachelor number two. So that <laughs> so I had several dates in London. They were amazing, but there was this one guy who was my knight in shining armor. He saved me from a pretty racially charged situation. Um, and the next day, um, check. What was me. the racially charged situation? Oh my gosh. There was this gentleman, uh, who decided to spew racial slurs at me and call me out of my name, walking out of the Soho house in Shoreditch. And, you know, the PG County and me was shocked and stunned. And when I got outside is when I confronted him about his disgusting behavior um, mm. And just had to let him know, like, don't you ever talk to a black queen like that again, because mm-hmm. I'm not the one or the two or the three. So this gentleman came in between this feud and told the guy flat out, like, you're disrespectful, you're wrong, and just came to my rescue. And I felt oh, that's wonderful. It was wonderful. I felt very valued. I felt appreciated. I felt protected because I'm in this country that, you know, by myself, you know, I've only been there once before and it was like late at night and I've never had somebody like attack me verbally with like with racial undertones, like really racist undertones. So it was a very vulnerable moment. And so he um, invited me out to brunch the next day just to check on me, make sure I was good. But this is the day of our concert. So we're at brunch. We have a really good energy, a good vibe. He's so sweet to me. So nice. Um, and then he wanted to spend more time. And I'm like, listen, I have to get a bottle of Vuv for Carrie and I's car ride to the concert because we're having a party in the car. So, yeah, we're having an Uber party, guys. Uber we're driving party. safely. Mm-hmm. We are not drinking. I mean, we're not driving. We are being chauffeured around by this great, lovely Uber guy. And we need some champagne. We that makes perfect champagne. sense. Go exactly. ahead. Well, yes, we don't drink and drive over here. Oh, no. We so, don't do that. Mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> we can't. Life is so important. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. PSA. Okay. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> so he does the nicest things. Like I'll go upstairs to get dressed in my hotel. He's like, I'll go get you the bottle for you and your friend. When I come down, he has another drink waiting for me. Doing all the things. Met me back in my part of town after the concert. Remember? He spent the night. No hanky panky, guys. No hanky panky. But he spent the night. You just did an adult. You did an adult friendly sleepover, which people do often. Exactly. Oh no. Right. Okay. <laughs> adult friendly. I mean, sleepover. if you and by the way, if you didn't want to do just an adult friendly uh, sleepover, that's fine too. I mean, yeah. you're good and grown. Like you, you pay your bills and your taxes. That's Go right. ahead. So mm-hmm. then um, we went out on a few more dates after that because I was there a couple more days, like a day or two. He wanted to see me again. Took me to dinner. And on my Wait a second. So he's just really into you. I want to make yeah. sure. I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but he's really into you and he wants to see you while you're in London. By this time I had left, I had a quick stay. I was yeah. in and out. And you were in the city and you were being romanced by this lovely gentleman who was like your knight in shining armor. Yes, with a great accent. And then my last night after dinner, he spent the night again, no hanky panky. But in the middle of the night, I felt I just get a little restless at times. So I rolled over and I slowly opened my eyes just, you know, four in the morning. And I'm not sure if I saw it because this is what I said to you. I think I saw something, but I don't know if I actually saw the something. But what I think that I saw that I might have really seen was him sucking his thumb. Mm-mm. 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 You see what now? <laughs> now? What was he doing? So what I said was, is that I may have potentially kind of seen him kind of sucking his thumb in mm-hmm. fetal position. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I closed my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I see no evil. I said, no, wait, wait. You said no and close your eyes tight because you were hoping it was a, a, a fathom of your imagination. I thought I was in a, a figment, dream rather, of your imagination. Carrie, you know, I thought I was dreaming. I, there's no okay. possible way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. possible. But no, because mm-hmm. I closed my eyes just really quickly, like, Lord, mm, we're not doing this. Why? You got jokes up there. You got some jokes upstairs, Father God. Um, but I said... <laughs> can, I, can I give my version of this story? <laughs> yeah. I'd like to give my version because I really want to be naked. So Jessica meets this guy and she's like, yo, he's great. He's this, he's that. I'm like, oh, that's like, it's good. Tell me about him. So we get back from London and I was like, girl, and I talked to her at the airport. She was like, I'm leaving tomorrow, but he's so great. We had a good time. She's like, still excited about him. Yeah. I noticed maybe the excitement went from a 10 plus to maybe an eight plus, but she's still excited about this young lad. And so she gets back home. We're in Brooklyn. We're chilling. And I'm like, girl, so what's going on with London? Because everyone has a name. <laughs> and she's like, well, I want to tell you something. And I said, well, what's going on? And I'm thinking the worst, listeners. I'm thinking the worst. And she's like, um, he's nice. I don't know. I, You know, it's probably just me. Because this is how sweet she is. She goes, it's probably just me. Um, I don't know if this happened or not. It probably didn't. But something happened at night. And now I'm even going to even worse. Like, I'm like, we about to hop on the flight and call the cops. Like, did he try to assault you? Was he doing something perverted? What did he do? It's disgusting. And she's like, well, I'm not for sure. <laughs> Lie number one. Yes. I'm not for sure. I think maybe, but I don't know. It could be just me. Lie number two. She's putting it on her. <laughs> she was like, I turn over and I think, but it was dark. Lie number three. It was dark. <laughs> and I think he might have been sucking his thumb. And I was like, uh-uh. Mm-mm. And she's, it's, uh-uh. I wouldn't even let her finish it. I just said, mm-mm. But you said like 65 times. Because she was making it. She was like, it probably was me. I, I didn't have my glasses on. I was closing my eyes really tight. I popped them open again. And then I opened them one more time and it was nothing there. And then back again, I closed them. And then I opened them and I closed them and I opened them. And yeah, so it might have been me. I was like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. If you think you saw this 40-year-old man sucking his thumb, you did see him sucking his thumb. How do you want to proceed? Now, what is that? I I hope, listen, I have no words. <laughs> I was going to give it, you know, Carrie, you know me. I like people. I, I like to accept people as they are. You do. And you said at the beginning of the podcast, Lord, whoever comes my way, I'm dating them. And I'm not because I'm looking for love and I'm not going to be picky. That was your intention. That was my intention. And I was so adamant. And I said, okay, now if that's just a sleep thing, right? I don't okay. know. Okay. But okay. then it, it, as we discussed, you know, it made other things a little bit more obvious as to why they were those things. Such as? <laughs> well, you know, there was a little bit of a... um tooth that just protruded slightly forward just a tinge and okay, so i just figured a pinch. just pinch okay you know and listen i i teeth isn't you know we can fix that that's easy but you see okay so do you see how sweet she is everybody 
This is why I love being around her because she will find redeeming qualities. She's a problem solver. She does it for a living. She's going to do it in her personal life too. Mm -hmm. And only reason why I kept saying uh uh was because I was like, why are you blaming yourself for what you actually saw? You're like, well, maybe it was me. I wasn't sleeping well in London. We've been out all night. I'd been hanging out late. I blinked my eyes. Things were different when I opened them again. Like you were coming up with every excuse because you want to date. You wanted to date him because he was a nice guy, right? Yeah. Why? Why is thumb sucking a deal breaker for a grown man? I'm curious. What were your thoughts? What did that tell you? So I have a. And are we vain? Vain, maybe slightly, not really, because I was open. But you know what it was? It was so. This is what it was. Is that talking to you? I must have been talking to you about this because it wasn't so much. It took me a minute to process that because I have a delayed emotive response. But it wasn't so much the act of thumb sucking. It's why a, a grown man is sucking his thumb. Are there mommy issues? Are there child abandonment issues? And those things are going to manifest themselves later in life, which is I think you actually are the one that gave me that advice and was like, listen, friend, listen, this is indicative of something bigger than the act itself was maybe so were you going to you came up you were like maybe we can put some hot sauce on his thumb like you were ready to go back to london and put some hot sauce on his thumb i was gonna put some hot sauce on his thumb maybe a sock on his hand you know i feel Mm -hmm. like those are really effective Mm -hmm. strategies to break i mean if two-year-olds can break out of sucking thumbs why can't a 40-year-old i the now i'm just curious these are just (laughs) things that i'm just like i'm and again here's what you said you said, God, I don't care what he looks like as long as he loves me. And God is testing you. Mm-hmm. And he's seeing whether or not you believe that. Do you care what they look like? No. No. Yes. I, okay. So here's my perspective, right? So it's a combination of the energy because the energy is like key. Like I have to get along with you. You got to make me laugh. Like there has to be some zhuzh something. And then I have to be attracted to you. Now, do my friends think every man that I've dated on the planet is attractive? Yeah, of course. Absolutely not. But I have to be attracted to them, you know? Uh And, and it's not perfection. I'm never, I think people who are like too perfect, like men who are too perfect, I don't know, I get a little bit anxious around that. But you know, everybody has something. And that's like my philosophy is like, I have my things. Everybody has something. So try to look past that if the energy is good. But I'm learning through this process of just Mm -hmm. saying yes to every single person that comes my way that I can't look past everything. And there's this level of discernment that I have to have, right? And question the why behind things and also like looks aren't everything. But there's something. They are something. You know, they have to be. Yeah, you want to you wanna be attracted. And by the way, men wouldn't even have this conversation. Men are so, and I don't want to say all men, but a lot of men are just really vain and they'd be like, oh no, I'm not feeling with her because whatever. I don't know. Here's the deal though. I don't necessarily think a man would be unattracted to a woman if she sucked her thumb. I think, I think that, you know, I think that something childlike, infantile-like rather, even for that matter, is a turnoff for a woman who's looking to be taken care of looking not by financially but like i need a man like yeah. you ain't got to financially take care of me but can are you going to suck your thumb if we get into a fight a street fight walking the street in brooklyn somebody try to get it what you, you going to do pop it in i don't you know pop it in? like it just, it, it just meant more and i hate that to, we're bringing this to light but i'm sure we're not the only ones i'm sure other people feel this way so god is like all right i'm gonna bring you a guy who's nice 
and and funny, but he was embarrassed to tell you about his situation. Um, so he covered his face with a wine glass. Mm-hmm. And then you meet another guy, and he's super sweet, and he's handsome, and he's doing all the things, and he saved your life. Why do you think you woke up in the middle of night and looked over? Like, don't you think that's not, if you would have slept through the night, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have known. Wouldn't have known. What do you think that means? My grandmother warned me. She was like, girl, wake up. That's what I think. <laughs> I think June Leonard was like, baby, wake up. No, the, the ancestors woke you up. My ancestors, the ancestors woke you up and was like, take a look around. Take a look around, sister girl. Take a look. I mean, I'm kidding. Let me, I think, <laughs> I also, well, who knows? I mean, you never know. I swear, there is no reason I would have woken up in that moment. And then yeah. for him to like remove his thumb and like put his hand down because he felt me look or roll over. Like that was just, that was, that was, that was the ancestors. I, can, I can't tell you why I woke up. That's a revelation in our friendship because remember you tried to dance around it. I was like, did he, did he know you were looking? You're like, well, maybe not. Cause you like, <laughs> you wanted it to work. I, I was did. like, he he moved his, you blinked your eyes and then he moved his hand quickly. And I was like, how would he do that? Unless he was awake. You're like, I don't think he was awake. Maybe I was imagining it because uh, you wanted it to work. I did. I did. He was a nice guy. And I was like, you know what? That's the only thing. But then again, it could be indicative of more things because it's never just that. So I'm trying to learn, you know, see the signs early, no matter what they look like. A sign is a sign. Mm-hmm. But Lord have mercy. Now that one was, that was an intentional way. There's no way I would have woken up at 4 a.m. ever. G- correct. Yeah. Correct. That okay. Crazy. So we get back stateside. We confess our secret. It takes yeah. away its power because every time I kept asking you about him, you're like, well, hey, all right, here we go. Um, I have a confession. It probably was just me. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure. Um, I blinked and, and it was different. It was probably me. I just, ah, I think I, I think I, I think maybe I didn't see this. I was like, nah, Negro, you saw, you saw it. it. <laughs> I was like, Carrie, I don't know. Do you think I saw it? Yeah, yeah. It was an illusion, figment of my imagination. I was sleeping. I was, my eyes were closed really tight. Perhaps my contacts were bothering me. I was like, no. <laughs> I, couldn't, I just couldn't. Stop admit it. it. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't come. I couldn't conjure up the courage or the words. To say. <laughs> like, like, how do I say this? How do I share this with my friend? How do I, how do I articulate this? It was I hard. love you so much. You're so sweet. She is the sweetest. I cannot. This is why I adore being around her because she's like, well, I don't really want to. She doesn't want to say anything bad about anybody. No. I be talking smack about people all the time. She'd be like, Carrie, well, okay. You know, but so she didn't <laughs> want to say nothing bad about the guy because he was a nice guy. Yeah. He saved your life. Okay. So, life. so have you talked to him since? How did you, how did, did that fall by the wayside? What happened to Bachelor number two? It fell by the wayside, you know, the time difference, being on a different continent, you know, those are difficult things. And then, you know, I mean, it's summer. So life has been life in. Life has been life in. So, yeah, that fell by the wayside. And, you know, I'm glad. I mean, I'm not saying glad it did. I, I, God makes no mistakes. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion, a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment, connected with. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot. 
and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk get vaccinated but but nothing when grandma speaks grandson listens 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma diabetes or chronic heart disease or 65 plus you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia continued approval may depend on a supportive study don't get prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with so you're minding your business, you're stateside, you, you, you say the truth. We go back out in these streets to hang out and meet people. These vicious, lonely streets that I love so much in Brooklyn. And <laughs> <laughs> side note, we go to. I don't think, I think it was the NBA draft party. Yeah. We're going to get to Bachelor 3 in a minute, but we go to the NBA draft party and we have been having a time. And uh, my agency put it on and we go and it's late and Jessica's still meeting the booze. You, yeah. you got, we got two or three numbers at night. It's not like you're not meeting guys. You were meeting guys. You met, remember the guy? Yeah, you Mr. Met? Atlanta. Hey, Mr. Atlanta. And so she's meeting guys and I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm ready to go home. I got to go to work in the morning. <laughs> But I just want to tell you about this young lady. 
I was like, girl, I'm, I'm getting ready to go. We hop in an Uber and she, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, bumped into some old flame, I guess. And he wants to hang out and we decide to go back and hang out with them at a location. And I don't really want to hang out with him. I'm like, I'm tired. I want to go home. When I'm done, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, the match is out. The fire is gone. I got to go home. Jessica is in the Uber giving this poor man four or five different directions. And he's getting so upset. And she's yelling at the Uber driver. And I'm hollering because we're ridiculous. It's like three in the morning in Brooklyn. We are at the bridge. I make them pull over because I'm about to take my own Uber home. She's heading back to where she lives. I'm going to take go home my way. And she's like, we're not going to leave you, friend. We're going to stay here. Sir, pull over. I'm paying for the mileage. And I don't need your smack, okay, sir? <laughs> you <were> like, <laughs> sir. The sir. The sir. <laughs> oh, Lord. And so, and so many Uber incidents. So we're having a good time. And I'm laughing and I'm joking. And then I get in my Uber. I think, what a legendary night. This girl is so hilarious. We have such a great time. But the gods are listening. And I mean, my, t- my timeline may be a little off, but you meet a guy shortly thereafter London because she meets the booze. You meet a guy, bachelor number three. Great. Tell what you want to tell about bachelor number three in whatever way you feel you're comfortable. It's another DM, guys. I mean, honestly, I don't know what's been going on with Instagram. I think I'm going to get rid of it because this is just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening? I can't mind my business and catch up on the Real Housewives without nonsense. So was another DM on a Friday night. I think that I'm going to enjoy Thai food and just like live my best life. But nope, God had different plans. So a guy slides into my DMs. I see that we have mutual friends, one of which or two of which are my best friend and another very close friend. So, of course, I don't believe in stranger danger. You know, I've been here before with Bachelor number one. There was another, he's not even a bachelor or a possibility, but there was another situation and I'm just like, I'm just not doing the DM. So I asked my friend, like, who is this person? He gave me the green light. We went to dinner. Friday night turned into six days. Like the chemistry was right. He was cute. I was not, well, I'm not going to say that. Reserve my thoughts, but it was a vibe. We had an amazing time. He was super There were loving. no surprises. He no didn't put surprises. a wine glass in front of his face. He mm-hmm. didn't pull his thumb out of his mouth in the middle mm-hmm. of the night. He was, everything was good. We're good. We're good. We're okay. hanging out. He's was visiting. And so he stayed a little longer. He, you know, all his plans had changed. They were all me. It was great. And we ended up dating. Right. And because he lived in a different state, the next time we saw each other, I went to see him. Right. Got to meet all the friends. Things are great. There's a lot of intensity. There's just, I get flowers. He gives me my favorite roses. Even when he was in New York, like day three, I told him in a casual conversation that my favorite flower is a white rose. And like on day three, when he was in New York, I had a tough day at work. Like he was texting. I'm like, oh, I had a tough day. He shows up with like a dozen long stem white roses. Just super nice. I know. Uh, I met his friends in New York and in his state. You know, he just really, There is a bomb in Gilead. You were like, finally. Yeah. Finally. I was so pleased. I was so happy. Um, So we're talking for a couple of months. He, you know, wanted to come visit me for another holiday. um, And I was debating whether or not I should have a barbecue for my family. Not my family, for my friends. Um, He insisted on cooking for 40 people. Right? There was a lot of people there. It was a good little handful. 
shop with me, paid for half of it. I mean, he was just great. Another great week in the books. Everything's perfect. Um, everybody loved him. He was amazing. He invited his friends, said, you know, more of his friends. This is great. And then we fast forward to a couple of weeks after that. So, but for two months, you guys are hot and heavy. Things are good. Heavy. Mm-hmm. Relationships great. Mm-hmm. You're making plans. You're making plans. We're making plans. Like future plans. Future like, plans. Like what you doing for your birthday? Yeah. What I'm gonna do for my birthday? Those mm-hmm. kind of plans. Not like get married plans, but we were planning to go see our mutual friend in LA. Like it was like a thing. Like it was a thing. It was a thing. And I enjoyed it. It was a wonderful thing. I was more vulnerable than I usually am because my therapist, you know, coaches me through when I'm a bit uncomfortable with certain things and helps me to communicate my feelings. So I was a bit more vulnerable. I was very open. He was as well. It felt like we were on the same page until the week that he was supposed to come see me because he asked me to get him tickets to a particular concert through my connections. I did that. And that week he completely ghosted me. He ghosted me. And Thank you for giving me the courage to be able to stay my peace because like on the day that he was supposed to have flown in, which was like two days after I stopped hearing from him, you told me flat out. Uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. And you're like, why not? If he hurts your feelings, tell him he hurts your feelings. Like, don't not say anything. So I did. Still no response. But a lot of interesting things happened after that. Like he got rid of his entire Instagram page, which is unusual right and then today should I talk about today like what we saw today today he has re-emerged on the Instagram this is why Instagram is dangerous and is looking at my stories now I went through a lot of frustration and pain for the past couple of weeks because my feelings are hurt because I really cared about this person um I felt like he was genuine. He was honest because of our mutual friend, like, and how close that friend is to me. I thought he would approach this with some level of respect. And we have history because I met him six years ago. Apparently he worked on my campaign and, you know, we reconnected. So it's one of those things where I'm just kind of still like, hmm, this is, I don't know what's going on, but the 2023 version of me is very much like I'm very clear on what I want in my life and what I don't want in my life. And what I don't want in my life is instability and chaos. And so because this person has brought instability and chaos, he's not a person I can have a future with, you know? So I think that mentality has helped me to kind of heal through this a bit faster. And then great friends like Carrie and a great therapist like Kelly, because honestly, the old me would have because I, I was triggered from past relationships, which I told him about. So I just felt really disrespected. And I told him that I feel disrespected. I feel rejected. This is not okay. I don't deserve it. The end. You know? But at the end of the day, he's like trying to look at my stuff. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. What do you mean look at your stuff? It sounds sexual. Oh, no. <laughs> look at my uh, Insta stories. I was like, why are you all up in what I'm doing? And when did you get back to Instagram? Welcome back. Okay, so let me summarize. You have these two interesting dates and you're just like, I'm just keep trying. I want you guys to understand she's trying. She's like, I love love. I'm not giving up. I'm, I'm going to find me someone. And then you meet this guy and you're like, heaven sent. You're like, finally, normal. Like, 
walks and talks, not odd, not ghosting, being normal. You guys have two months of a whirlwind relationship. He comes to visit you, stays with you for days at a time. You go to visit him, stays with him for days at a time. You guys are making plans together for his birthday and your birthday. And he is meeting all of your friends. He's cooking for all of your friends at a 4th of July barbecue. You are truly included. And he is waiting on you, eyewitnessed, hand and foot, making sure you're comfortable, making sure everybody else is comfortable. And I could see that you really like this guy because he was making an effort. And you're like, finally, I can put my shoulders down. I can exhale, if I could use a term from Terry McMillan. I can chill out. He meets your sisters. He has interaction with them. He, he is all of things. He's just showing up consistently. And he says to you, hey, I want to go to this concert. I'll come back the Thursday before the concert and hang out with you. So a week before the concert, he just starts acting different. Not returning your calls, completely unusual from the last two months. Not being open and transparent, completely unusual from the last two months. And then he just goes silent. Mm-hmm. And your last message to him before telling him how you feel was like, hey, you still coming to the concert? Yeah. Was like, Did he reply? Coming? No, Did- not at all. And he knows I'm a planner, like, because what I do for a living. And because, like, if you're staying, he wanted to stay with me for 11 days. So I need to, like, sort that out because I have a life. I have a dog. <laughs> like, like, yeah, well, dogs are humans. I know that. I know, me. you know, yeah. I so have you were going to let him stay with you for 11 days. This is a relationship. Anybody can stay with you more than a weekend. Y'all, y'all in it. 11 days. Yeah. That's a long time. Okay. And I had anxiety about that. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, even the first time I went to go see him, I called my friend Holly on the way to the airport. And I'm like, girl, I don't know if I could do this. Like, this is like six days with a person not in my own space is going to be a challenge. But I did it. You know? So, yeah. it's really, Why do you really think hard. he ghosted? That's a great question. Um, I have no idea. I mean, if I had to guess, it had, has to be another woman, right? Um. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. But, you know, I don't want to make assumptions. Um, I feel really odd that now he's looking at my stories because, like, you, why? I don't know. I don't want people having access to me, like, when they're not treating me well. But who knows? It could be another woman. It could be a mental health thing, which I would never want to make light of. Or it could just be, I have no idea. I've never been through this. I am at a loss. Do here's what's interesting. Do you want him to reach out to you? No, because I feel like at this point, like, what are you really going to say? Because I've gone through my grieving and my healing from this because it was so like pull the carpet from under my feet. Like I had to catch myself. And now that I've caught myself, you know, I don't want to fall back into the chaos. And it's kind of like whatever he has to say, I'm not sure I would necessarily believe um, but I feel that if we go back to all these three different scenarios, I feel like I'm learning a valuable lesson, or at least I'm putting, I'm, ha- I'm, God is putting me in a space to put into action the lessons that I've learned, right? We all have had a guy and they do something after a couple months that's drastic and we take them back, right? And then you see those behaviors show up. Time and time and time and time and time again over the next three years and it never works out. And so for me, and I say three years because that's my story. I've had that happen to me multiple times, not ghosting, but just chaos. And so for me, 
You know, it's like I have to be honest with myself about what I'm attracted to. I have to be I have to see beyond like the good and understand like they're like when people do things like suck their thumb, there's a bigger issue there. And then more importantly, when people show you who they are, you believe them the first time. Why? It's kind of like for me, I don't want to welcome instability into my life. So it's like, okay, you've shown me that you have the ability to abandon me. Because I have to look at it like how you're treating me, not how you treat everybody else. Because how you treat everybody else is not how you should treat Jessica Thorpe, you know, because I've been good to you. And so, you know, I can hear all the excuses and all the apologies in the world. But what I do know is that if I take you back or if I open the door for that, I'm going to be in the same situation in a year. And it's going to be more painful for me because we would have had a year more of memories. So it's like, get out early. We had a great time. But like, that's never going to work for me because it's like, you like my therapist said this. She goes, when you're married, what are you just going to walk away for two weeks and take a two? Like, you can't take a break, you know? And I know we're not married, but it's like, give me the respect. And I think it's because I feel disrespected. Like, give me the respect of communicating with me because I'm a communications professional. And more importantly, it's just human decency and you don't treat people like this. So it's like, I'm like, you told me you're, we're sure we're going to hear from him. And then today he's lurking on my social media. I can tell you one thing I know for sure. They always come back, girl. Mm -hmm. They They, always do. I don't care what relationship you're in. They will find the audacity. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. People will do you wrong and they will look under the couch cushions and be like, here's a, a lint full of audacity. Let me call Jessica Thorpe and be like, girl, what you doing? Like, no big deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so they all do that. And I think that people who wrong other people, especially good people, feel like they have a window of opportunity to come back. It doesn't matter whom you're dating. If you are a good soul and you're dating someone, they'll miss that quality because you can't find that quality and or connection from really solid good people often. Um, And you're right. He has displayed a pattern, but it still doesn't mean you can't miss him. And it still doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that you can't miss the relationship. And it still doesn't mean that you may not want to talk to him and figure out why, because that would be killing me. I'm like, how do you just ghost me after you you asked me to go get some tickets for the concert? And now you ghosted me? You ghosted me. You you wanted to do all these things to make all of these grand gestures, you know, making plans. Like I'm putting you on my gym membership. I'm like, why? I have a gym in my building, but you know, whatever, I'll do it. But yeah, it is interesting because yes, those feelings do come up. I, I, I do miss him. I do miss our connection. I do miss the, you know, the banter, all those things, but it's like, I miss that, but I'm exist. I was existing in this. I'm existing in a space of confusion, right? Because there's no communication. And so it's like, I miss you, but right there's the but, and I don't want to be with anybody where I have to do the but, you hurt me type of thing. But you did this because what's going to happen is, let's say I allow that I miss you feelings to like take over, right? Like I used to, because I mean, so many men have done things. And had I just taken heed at month three, by year two and a half, I wouldn't have been as hurt, right? Because I would have been moved on. But it's like just one of those things where it's like, you know, my grandmother always says this, people do what they want to do. Make no mistake about it. My grandmother used to say to me, your grandfather could up and leave me tomorrow and there's nothing I can do about it. Because at the end of the day, people do what they want to do. So when somebody does something or doesn't do something, it's because they don't want to (laughs) or they want to. And so I'm- Believe them. Yeah, and I believe you. And it's like, you got to take a like a, 
and I'm not the most pragmatic, analytical person. I'm very emotional. And anybody who knows me knows, like, I'm doing my best to try to, you know, be a bit more pragmatic just in terms of life. But I'm a very emotional person. Like, I hurt like everybody else. I've cried my tears. I've had my frustrating moments. But like, and taking a step back and looking at like my life and the patterns of my relationships over the years, this is one that shows up. And so it's like, back to the earlier question, what do you think God is showing you? It's like, I got to remember the lessons and move accordingly to get to the next chapter because I can't keep displaying the same behaviors and accepting the same nonsense if I want something different. And so it's just weird because it's like, I feel like I'm dating, but like, I'm in it, but there's also a version of me that's like a bird's eye view that's like looking at everything and saying, okay, let's assess this. Thank God for therapy. <laughs> Praise the Lord for therapy. Praise the Lord. I will you say this. You are not alone in your in your um, quest to find love. I think anyone listening can understand what it feels like to want to be with someone because you have so much love to give. And And what I do love about you is that you don't get jaded. You don't get exhausted by the shenanigans, because we have had some shenanigans most recently. And I'm all like, girl, you have got to be kidding me. Not Bachelor number one, two, and three, all back to back. Like, that's a shenanigan in itself. <laughs> We're back, to back, back, back to back to back. Back to back. And, and, and the reality is, must be said, no one is perfect. We're not asking you to show up perfectly, but, you know, you have to be ready to walk away when it's time to walk away. And you have to also know what you want. And that's the, and that's the one thing I think you have that I don't have. You know exactly what you want it to look like and what it feels like. And so when you get a sense of that, you want to hold on to it. And that's what you did with Bachelor number three. But he, he you know, he fumbled the bag. That's his bag. That's he fumbled the bag. That is his bag. So you're back in these streets. Back outside. How's dating? you back outside. How is dating? Oh, I just okay. know. <laughs> I fall into this spiral when I'm hurt that I just get a little reckless and I just, I get reckless. It's mm. reckless. But you know, I'm going to take a step back. I'm just going to like chill. I'm going to chill. I want to give myself the rest of the year to just like focus. I have a lot of work stuff going on. So I just want to focus and pace myself for the next bachelors that decide to slide in the DM or enter my life or see me outside. But yeah, Carrie, it's just some days I wake up and I'm like, Jessica, <sighs> that's all I got. I just sigh. Why did I get this Lace family eye. number? Should, are we going back to London? Are we going to go? Is is old boy with the thumb looking good? Should we go back to London and find him? Like, what's going on? Where we are? We we're we not that desperate. We're not back there yet, right? Not, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're not, we're not no, crossing not the, the pond. Not that we're gonna. I mean, but I'll cross the pond just to see what's out there. But yeah, Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't double back with that one because it's already in my head. All right, listen. (laughs) Okay, so in closing, as we wrap the podcast, what is your advice to anyone who's dating, man, woman, girl, boy? What is your advice to anyone who is out here dating uh, as a professional? looking for love and trying to navigate between social media, online dating, meeting someone walking down the street through mutual friends. What are you saying to people who are still, who still have hope and have not given up? People who still have hope and not, have not given up. The advice that I would give you is be honest with yourself, right? Remember the life lessons that you've been taught over the years. And never give up on love because at the end of the day, 
it will come. We just have to be patient and we have to be discerning and everything happens the way it's supposed to. One day, a year from now, two years from now, I'm like, ah, now I see why that didn't work out because I was supposed to meet this guy at this location a month later. So just be optimistic, be careful with your heart, be gentle with yourself. And remember, like, life goes on. Hashtag onward. You know, that's how I feel. <laughs> so goodbye to the guy who was hiding his eye. Goodbye to the guy with the thumb and goodbye to the ghost. We are moving onward. Deuces. Yes. <laughs> Jessica, thank you for sharing your story. This is an unusual naked, but not unusual in a bad way. We were truly naked. Um, and we giggled and it's ridiculous, but it was also cathartic, I think, for you. So it's yeah. special. You got it on wax so that you know how strong you are. When you listen to this back, you'll realize that, yeah, I'm that I'm that girl. I can pick everything up and move ahead and live the life that I ultimately want to live with the love that I deserve. And that's what you're going to be able to hear in this. So thank you for telling your story and being so honest and brave. I appreciate you, my friend. I love you and I appreciate you and you're an inspiration and just thank you for having my back and being there for me every step of the way. I love you. And laughing at you. <laughs> That's true. And with me and with me. <laughs> I laugh too, child. <laughs> now, with that being said, uh, I'm glad that she shared those stories and I'm glad she still believes in love. I am so jaded. This is why I hang out with her because she's so positive. Um, and I love that she's still like, no matter what, it'll find me when it's supposed to find me. Um, and she gave you all those words of encouragement and I love it. Uh, and obviously I didn't get into my business because you know, I don't like to get into my business on my own podcast. I'm just nosy asking her all her questions, but I will say this. I am dating and I am happy. I like the person I'm with. We're enjoying each other. I don't want to get in it too much because I think I'm going to jinx it and I'm nervous and my fingers are crossed <laughs> that it doesn't get messed up, that I don't overthink about it and over trip and all the other things that I do. But with that being said, wish your girl luck. She out here naked and vulnerable dating in 2023. That's a dangerous thing to do, dating 2023. I'm jealous of all my friends who um, don't have to date. And I also admire my friends who are like, I'm done dating. I'm done. I'm just going to sit at home and play with my cat as an animal, not don't get nasty. Uh, we got a new edition of Naked <laughs> coming up next Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening and give it up for Jessica. She's a sweetheart. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.